Can you believe that it's October already? So we've got Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then the holidays right around the corner. So have you been thinking that you still have some goals for this year that you haven't achieved, but there's still time? And if only you could stay motivated, you would be able to accomplish them. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the five keys to staying motivated. And this works for not just creating new habits, but for really any big goal that you set for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 195. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been working on a book. It's called Thoughts or Habits 2, Master Your Triggers, Free Yourself from Diet Culture, and Rediscover Joyful Eating. And I am happy to report that it's basically done. So... I have an excerpt of the book available for download. You can go to thoughtsorhabits2.com and request a download there. And well, normally this time of year, I would be launching a new coaching cohort, but because I need to focus on the book launch, I can't do that this year. So we will have a coaching group starting in January of 2024. But for those of you who, I know it's fall, and actually in past years in October, I always had a new group. So I know lots of you who are listening probably have renewed your efforts to really focus on the goals that you had set for 2023 for this year. And maybe you still have time, but you're wondering, well, can you give me some tips on how to stay motivated? So since I don't have a coaching group and I'm itching to share and get you guys motivated, (laughs) I'm going to give you the five keys to staying motivated. All right, so I'm going to go just give you the list to start with, and then we'll dive into each one a bit more. So number one is to know your why. Number two is to identify your goals and milestones. Number three 
Make it easy so it can be inevitable. Number four, focus on what you can control. And number five, celebrate your wins. So when I talk about know your why, if you've read the books by Simon Sinek, start with why. He talks about understanding what your purpose is at the very outset, right? People don't buy the what, they really buy the why. So that's about business. When you look at your own personal goals, I want you to start with thinking about your intentions. Think about the kind of person you wanna be, what you value, what your priorities are, and then how the goals that you're setting for yourself fit into that bigger context. And more importantly than just knowing your purpose is when you think about why you're doing something, are you coming from a place of self-love or is it from a place of not enough? Like until I get to this point, I won't be enough. I won't be able to feel good about myself. Okay, because if you're coming from that place, then that would be what I would refer to as self-loathing. So self-love is saying, look, I'm worth taking care of. And so I'm going to come from this place of how do I take better care of myself? Because I'm, I'm worth it. Okay, so again, we want to think about what you're doing in the context of the bigger picture. And context is everything. And it, it really does shape how we perceive everything that's going on. And when you think about that bigger picture, this is what Dr. Paul Conti talked about, the generative drive, right? So this is about building goodness for yourself and your loved ones and the community at large, even the world. So if you want to learn more about the generative drive and mental health stuff, I covered that in episode 193, okay? So again, when you start with your why, every time you're taking action, you might want to remind yourself if you're struggling with motivation, like why did I start doing this to begin with, okay? Number two is to identify your goals and your milestones. And really in the grand scheme of things, when we talk about our goals, they're actually the big milestones. If you think about life, we are just like a series of milestones. There's never really like the true arrival point. Correct? Happiness is a journey, not a destination, right? We want to think in those terms. So when you're setting your goals, I also want you to think about is this an avoidance goal as in like, I want to lose weight because I want to avoid hearing my doctor tell me that I need to lose weight, okay? That, that negative motivation, if it's fear-driven kind of thing, that can kind of get you maybe to take the initial steps, but we always want to make sure we have uh, an approach goal as well. So this is about not what you want to avoid, but what you actually want. What makes you feel good? 
what it is that you're becoming, if you will, who you're becoming. So an approach goal may be like, if you value health, then you want to be able to look at your day and see that you're prioritizing things that align with that value of health, of taking care of yourself, of practicing compassion. And so, again, we want to start with your why. We want to identify your goals and your milestones. So milestones also have this characteristic of letting you know that you're on the right track. And so this is not about looking at, uh, like, it, it only matters that I hit the big goal at the end. It's I'm going in the right direction. Those are what the milestones help you with, okay? Number three, I want you to make it easy so it can be inevitable. That means when we look at your plan and we look at the steps that you're taking, we want to take like a big project and we want to divide it into the smallest pieces that we need to to make it so that when you look at that task, you're like, yes, I can do that. On a scale of one to 10, where 10 is a walk in the park, I want whatever task you're thinking about to be a nine or a 10. So whether you're talking about creating a new habit or some other big goal you might have, like decluttering your home, we want the task to be super, super doable. And by the way, I cannot emphasize this point enough. No one says that you have to do this by yourself. There's no rule that says you have to do it alone. If getting help, if enlisting a friend makes it easy, do that. No one says you're supposed to not be resourceful. So, Literally, so many people I know really have this idea including myself, that we have to do it by ourselves. That whole self-reliance thing. When, like if you want to start walking 30 minutes a day and you can agree with a friend of yours to go for a walk, being social makes it so much easier to do these things. There's no need to make it hard on ourselves. There's no like extra credit for making it hard. Think about it that way. I I actually think sometimes there's a thought process that like we don't deserve the outcome unless it's been hard. And that's not what this is about. This is about being happy and healthy. It's not about making it hard. So let it be easy. All right. And then the other part of that is when life happens, do you have a plan B? So when you're coming up with your plan for what you believe is doable, can you spend a little time thinking about, well, okay, what if this happens that might get in the way? What can I do instead? Even just having that plan B, you might actually have a plan C and D and E later on, but even just a plan B can make it much, much easier. Again, we want it to be doable. So often when people set up these goals for themselves and they look at sort of, they take an all or nothing approach and want to overhaul everything, 
your brain, your brain doesn't like change for the most part. Okay, it likes its routine. So when you deviate from that routine, you're creating uncertainty. And uncertainty can easily trigger the stress response in your brain that says, uh-oh, I sense that my wants and needs are at risk of not being met. So whatever you're doing right now, I want you to stop and go back to what I know. That's what's happening. So when we make it easy, we basically avoid triggering that stress response, especially when it comes to habits. People want to bite off big bites, and I want you to take small bites instead. It's kind of like when you're eating big bites. If you don't chew enough, it's really hard to digest. I want to make it so that you can easily digest it. Okay, You might even think about doing it in a mindful way if that helps. Okay, Number four. Focus on what you can control. So there's a couple things here that I want you to think about. Okay, when I say focus on what you can control, we can't control what other people are thinking or feeling or doing. And we can't control outcomes. So what's an outcome? Who wins a game? Or whether or not you actually lose weight. But we can control our behaviors, what you choose to do today, the actions that you take today. As a matter of fact, you can't control what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. We only have the ability to control what we're going to do today, in the present, right now. So we want to focus on behavior and not outcomes, right? And really, When you focus on what you can control, we're also talking about this concept of the locus of control. So are you paying attention to things external to you or things that are happening within you that you can control? Can you focus your attention on specific things as opposed to things that you literally have no control over? So, so often when people are watching the news, for example, right, and story after story after story is negative and you have no ability to affect what you're seeing on the news, that can be really demoralizing. It's like, why bother doing anything? Rather, if you focus on what you can control, you can control how much news you consume. Maybe you watch 30 minutes just to understand what's going on. And then you shift your focus to the things that you can actually control in your sphere of influence, okay? And so the other thing when I talk about focusing on behavior instead of outcomes is I want you to practice detaching from the outcome. So again, that's about, yes, you want to keep your eye in terms of the direction you want to go in, those goals, but you want to focus your attention on the behaviors. Okay, I'm going to keep, I I keep going to that because so often when it comes to motivation, if we focus on the prize, if you will, that outcome, and it feels too far away, oftentimes, again, that's creating uncertainty. So I want you to focus on what you actually have right in front of you that you're able to do. 
Okay. Number five, celebrate your wins. One of my favorite tools for celebrating your wins is the Jar of Awesome. If you're not familiar with this, Tim Ferriss talked about this, where his ex-girlfriend actually created a jar, labeled it the Jar of Awesome. You can call it whatever you want. Jar of Awesome is great. You can sue Jar of Wonderful, <laughs> Jar of Awesome Sauce, Jar of Gratitude, right? Whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, this is about focusing on the things that happened that were positive. So now that you have your jar, I want you to write down your wins and put them in the jar. And I would recommend that at the end of every day, you actually focus your attention on those wins. Come up with at least three of them. I don't care if they're big or they're small. I actually think the accumulation of small wins is much, much more powerful. And you can look at all your wins at the end of a week. So you can see, look, this is the progress that I'm making. Why? Well, because we tend to minimize the things that we accomplish. And then we also tend to focus our attention on the things that we didn't want. So that's really referred to as negativity bias. And this actually helped us survive. So hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, if our ancestors mistook a rock for a bear, they got to live another day. They could laugh about it later on with you know the rest of their tribe. But if they mistook a bear for a rock, now chances are they didn't get to reproduce. So there's definitely a good reason for having a negativity bias, okay? It, it really is all about keeping us safe. But sometimes it keeps us in our comfort zone as well. It makes change much more difficult. So when you are taking action, you're going to end up with certain outcomes. It's either gonna be one you wanted or one you didn't want. So when it's one that you wanted, again, we tend to minimize whatever happened. But what I want you to do is ask yourself when it actually worked, what were you doing? What actually worked? Okay. And if it was the outcome that you didn't want, I want you to ask yourself, what did I learn? And what do I want to change? And then I challenge you to think of these lessons and these new insights as wins too. So celebrating your wins, I really actually not just, don't just note what happened. I want you to actually think about what worked so that you can actually apply that going forward as well. Okay. And the other thing about celebrating our wins that's really helpful, especially when it was something that you didn't think was going to happen, is we're going to counter your confirmation bias. That's that self-fulfilling prophecy thing that happens, where if you believe that you can't do something, then you'll actually set yourself up unconsciously most of the time 
to not make it happen. If you believe you can do something, then you'll set yourself up to actually make it happen. So if you get a win that's unexpected, I, if I were coaching you, I would definitely make you go through this process. I would prompt you on it, okay? But even if it's not an unexpected win, even if you're like, well, look, I made it so easy that it was inevitable. I made it small and doable. Great. Did you have a plan B? Is that why it worked? Hmm? Okay, so these are the things that I want you to pay attention to. And ultimately what we're doing is we're trying to cultivate a beginner's mindset. So that's about like being empty. That's about pretending like you don't know anything. So it's an attitude of openness. It's an attitude of eagerness to learn and really a lack of like preconceived notions about what you can and can't do. So beginner's mindset is like, when uh, a baby is learning how to walk. There's no expectation. They just know that that's something they want to do. And then we also want to cultivate a growth mindset. So this is about your ability to accomplish something can be done through dedication and hard work, through persistence, as opposed to a fixed mindset where you're coming at it from this place of, well, I was either born with the ability or not, right? This is based on talent as opposed to, again, like hard work, persistence, tenacity. So if you find yourself not being able to do something, what if you made the statement and added the word yet at the end? I can't figure this out as opposed to I haven't figured it out yet, right? I don't have the habit of 30 minutes of mindful movement yet. There's an optimism to that, all right? So to recap, I want you to start with your why. So know what your intentions are, the purpose, the context of what you're doing. And make sure that you're starting from a place of self-love. Okay. Number two, identify your goals and the milestones that let you know that you're on the right track. And make sure that what we're talking about is not just about avoiding, but rather moving toward what we do want. Number three, Make it easy so it can be inevitable. Number four, focus on what you can control. And number five, celebrate your wins. All right, so that's it for today. Again, if you want to download the excerpt for Thoughts Are Habits 2, all you got to do is go to the website, thoughtsarehabits2.com. And for those of you who download on or before October 24th, in honor of my mom's 85th birthday, which is October 24th, I'm going to be offering some really special bonuses. All right. So again, the date is October 24th. 
that you're going to want to request that download. Okay, so I'm going to wrap things up with a quote by Winston Churchill. Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.